Hello, you're listening to another episode of Uncomfortable, comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Uncomfortable. My name is Debbie Roach and today I'm going to be chatting with Erica and Sana who are from the Sisters with a Y podcast. Sisters with a Y is a podcast where two sisters actually chat about the whys of life while questioning themselves and others. Now, I came across their podcast a few months ago and listened to a particular episode around absent parents and actually thought that they would be great guests on the Uncomfortable podcast because absentee parents, that's a pretty uncomfortable topic. The really interesting thing that they had talked about was that they themselves grew up in a single parent household where it was just their mother taking care of them because their father had left when they were really young and that they both themselves had children where the fathers had left. So they kind of had it from both perspectives. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. As always in our uncomfortable conversations, there may be some adult language. So when you're listening, I recommend that you pop those headphones on. Otherwise, enjoy. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Podcast, Sisters with a Y. I am very excited to have you guys here, um, fellow podcasters. Uh, I really loved the episode that I had tuned into and I'm excited to tune into more. So uh, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you. We're excited as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we get into our topic, which I was inspired to talk to you about based on the episode that I had listened to of your podcast. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourselves and why you decided to have a podcast. Hmm. Well, my name is Erica. And my name is Sana. And we are sisters. Um, and we, I think at some point realized that, and other people realize it too, but we realized that we, we question a lot of what people do. Um, because we feel a certain way about certain topics, we question why people don't feel that way. Yeah. And when people do certain things, we, we almost want to try and understand them. We're definitely at that point in our lives. Yes. Where we want to try and understand why people do things a certain way, yeah. if, especially if we don't do them that way. And I think we were having a conversation uh, in the car and we, I was talking about how many people tell us like how can you think like that but that's so mean to say like it's okay to think it but don't say it and I'm like really like people are not saying these things like yeah, why realize, like is it us yes are maybe, we the problem maybe it's not everybody else maybe it's not these people that are our problem maybe it's us maybe we think too differently um, and Sana was kind of the one with the idea. Yeah. She said, you know, why don't we uh, make a podcast? And I was like, okay, I actually like the idea. We're also, yeah. I think, um, definitely uh, having a little bit of a midlife crisis. Yes. And so <laughs> so we figured, you know, why don't we try and find something that we're passionate about 
and and we decided to start a podcast. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And it's funny you you say that it's like it just kind of became a conversation, and then you felt like you were having a midlife crisis because I often <laughs> refer to my podcast as therapy. It's like oh, yeah. my own therapy. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have to pay for a therapist. <laughs> this is what I do. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it sounds like you guys have a similar idea. Yes. And, and I think very much like your podcast, you learn, once you have a topic, you learn more about that and it might change the way you think about it. Yes. I, I think, I think we have in some ways changed, changed the way we think. Yes. The perception. We, we had to start looking at other people's perception of things and knowing that there's two ways of looking at life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we understand it and sometimes we understand it and we're still like, nah, it doesn't work for us. <laughs> and, and that's why we went with Sisters with a Why. It's just really asking questions, just really questioning life. And I love that exact same reason pretty much that I do my podcast is, you know, firstly, there's, there's things I interview on that I have absolutely no clue about. So then I get educated. Um, or if someone has a different perspective, then, I, you know, by talking to them, I may not still agree or want to implement the way they do things into my life, but it gives me a deeper understanding of that person. And why they think that way. So yeah, the particular episode I had listened to from you guys was called to look or not to look. That is the question. And I will make sure to post, I'll post a link to your podcast in general, but to that specific episode. And you were talking about absent parents and whether people, you know, who had an, or have an absent parent should go out into the world and look for them or not. This is a whole new subject for me because I, I still have both my parents. I, I live very far from them, the other side of the world, but, uh, you know, they're, they're still... <laughs> Which, as much as I love them, can be nice sometimes. <laughs> um, and I'm sure it's nice for them not to have to deal with me. Um, but they're still very much in my life. So this was a whole kind of world that I, it's a question I've never had to kind of just think about. We'll start with your upbringing, because you mentioned in the episode that both of you had fathers who kind of left. So Tell us a little bit about how, you know, that affected you as kids and then has affected you as adults. Okay, so we are both, we are both from the same father. Um, we do have two other siblings. Um, I, I will always say my brother doesn't count, even though he does count, but he, he didn't really grow up with us. I, I was, He's what, 15 years. 15 years. Difference. Yeah, there's a 15 year difference. So my mom had a, a 15, well, a 13 year gap. Yeah. There before she had another baby. So growing up, it was three of us. It was uh, the two of us and my younger sister. My younger sister does have a different father, which also left. So <laughs> it tells you a little something about my mom. But, <laughs> but um, we did, I don't think at any, we can't remember having a father figure. And I think that is one of the reasons why we are so open to talk about it so um calm about it per se and we do uh, we joke about it a lot a lot um so and i think part of it is because we didn't know that person so i'm sure it is very different for somebody that did that knew their father and then they left 
but we don't. We have absolutely no memory no, no. Um, of our father. My uh, Our father left when my mother was pregnant with me. And so. what's, if you don't mind me asking, what's the age difference between you both? We are less than a year apart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was born one week exactly before my birth, first birthday. <laughs> yeah. So. And I think even though my mom, and especially seeing her now that we're adults, I know that my mom was definitely going through a lot. I'm sure she really was not just sad, but bitter about the whole situation. Mm. But she did do a really good job at not making it a big deal. It's probably the only way I can put it. And I think so. I always tell people that when I was like, in kindergarten or first grade and you have to make these father's day cards to give to your dad um we would give it to my mom and it was never a thought of oh my god i don't have a dad why you know who should i give it to it was just not even a thought and i don't even remember like if people asked us like did people ask you if you had a dad like i don't know i don't i I honestly don't remember that being an issue yeah, it was just, it sounds like it was just kind of, that's how your life was, and yeah, you yeah. Really question it. Kind of, it was just kind of normal for yeah. us. I, I'm yeah. assuming the same for my younger sister. It wasn't, it wasn't until about um, maybe when we were almost 10, that then it became kind of like, and that's, I think, more so some yeah. story to tell, but she was more intrigued uh, into finding out, like, where is our dad? Why yeah. And I think it was just kind of looking at our birth certificates and kind of being like, oh, hold on. There is a man stated here as the father. So where is he? Going? So where did he go? I think at that point we questioned my mom a little yeah. more about it. Um, mm-hmm. But then that was also it. Yeah. That, that was it. And then it just kind of, you know, kind yeah. of just went away. That topic was never really a topic. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there, there was so many ways that it affected us mm-hmm. um, without us knowing. But but was it ever an issue where we were sitting there and like, oh my gosh, where's my dad? Like, no, no, no never. Okay. No. And when you did kind of, you know, going back to like that point where you're looking at your birth certificate and you're like, yeah, there's a name on there. Who is this guy? And what was your mom kind of willing to talk about it? She kind of always you- spoke about him mm-hmm. as, um, as a story, like the boy, this boyfriend I had, and because he wasn't so good to her, so it was always these stories, like, yeah. So when I went with him to to dance or something, or he was jealous, it was always like her story. It wasn't like I'm talking about your father. So then when it was kind of like, you know what, his name's here. This is his name. Like whatever, you know, like like what's he there? I don't was even he know there? Ask that question. Like was he there when you were born? Yeah, we never asked. You're right. Know. I'm going to go ask her today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even that. We never really asked her too many questions. No. I know she did want to. She doesn't like if we speak badly of him. Yes. Oh, really? Not at all. She does not like that. So she it's And even for our younger sister's father, which also left, I think he left. We rem- I remember him. Him a little. Yeah. I think I was four. Yeah. Um, and even with him, she, she always gives them these great exits and, you know, they were, um, she doesn't talk too much about the bad things, but it's never no. like, look, your father left you. Mm-hmm. Never, never like that. It's, it's, but she's also very old school and she just feels like that's, if you tell her that a mom left their kids and she's going to have, you know, 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. But if the dad leaves her kids, it's kind of okay. It's what happens. And she grew up with a mother and a father. She, she grew up in a very yeah, nuclear she, family. She so. so I don't know why, but she is also very anti-marriage. Yes. And, uh, yeah, my mom's kind of a. She, she sounds like an interesting character. Part of me wants to also interview her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think at one point we have to interview her. She's oh, definitely. I don't think she'll say anything. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Now, when you moved into kind of adulthood, was there ever a point where you were like, you know, I really do think I want to know this guy whose name is on my birth certificate? Was that ever a thought? No. no no we kind of saw a picture because <laughs> i did want to know what he looked like yeah i wanted to know what he looked and like it was probably because i think the, i started to want to know what he looked like because when i had my son everybody claimed that he looked so much like my father mm. so my uncles my aunts they would actually even call him what they would call my dad um, so, so then I did want to know, does he look like him? You know, yeah. I, do kind of, I don't have a picture in my head. And I think that's another thing too. You kind of almost want to have this picture in your head of what your father looks yeah. like. Yeah. So we did ask my mom, uh, to see him, um, which carries <laughs> a picture of him in her wallet, which is always, it's also very weird. <laughs> and she has done carried this picture for I'm 43 years old so for 43 years yeah. this was, this was the, the love of her life yes so Aww. so uh, yeah so I think that's why but it's still weird don't carry you know, he left you with two kids don't carry this picture <laughs> but but she I'm, I'm surprised that all these years she had never shown us this picture yeah. and that was the thing too if she feels this way then why not sit us and say look this is your dad she also didn't want to do that I don't know she wanted us to have any type of expectations. Yeah. But now when we tell her, we do tell her, you know, he's probably dead because he probably is. And she doesn't like that. She doesn't mm. like to say it that way. But no. how are you? I don't know that we, we don't feel anything for this no, person because no. we don't know him. We've seen him a couple of times in this picture that she carries and that's it. But I think that's the best way to explain it. We have absolutely no feelings, no yes, hate, yes. no love, none, no feelings for this we started questioning whether we would want to look for him or not only because our <laughs> younger sister did uh, one of those DNA um, tests. Oh, uh, like the online ones? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when the one that she did, it comes with like a list of people that have also done it that can possibly be related to you. Oh, that's kind of creepy. No. I, that I don't like that. Yeah, it's, so, it's so weird, but it, it, it'll tell you, and it'll tell you if, it was, if it's like paternal or maternal. And so she now knows that she has these relatives that are still alive, that, you know, are also related to her dad somehow. And she so did want to look for her dad. She did. She yes. did feel a little different. Yes. I'm not sure what the difference was there, but she did, she did add, I think, a couple points in her life want to look for her father yeah did she do it in um, the end so. i think she every time she would get close to even like hiring like a private investigator or something like that she would like no she gets scared, she gets okay. scared. Yeah. yeah and, and her dad is most likely alive he was a lot younger younger yeah mom, so he is most likely alive in, in today's world like it can't be that hard now to try and seek someone, right? Because you've got this DNA stuff, you've got Facebook, Twitter, whatever else, right? Like it can't really be that hard to, 
to find someone. And I almost Mm. wonder if we would have grown up in this era with, Mm. with Facebook, with all these online things, would we have wanted to look for my father? Like curiosity would have been there. I think, I think there would have been a little more curiosity. Hey, let me type in how many times have we typed people's names in? You know, so like stalker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we've all we've all done it. Ex-boyfriends, yeah. we, you know, had a crush on at school. What are you yes. Yeah. 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 So you know, it, it would have been so easy to say, let me just type his name in and mm-hmm. see what comes up. So so maybe, maybe it would have been a little different. Yeah. You but have you done it now? I haven't done it. I, and I was about to ask yeah. you, have you ever just Googled his name to oh, no? no. Gosh, maybe we should. <laughs> yes, let's start looking for him today. Homework, <laughs> homework. Totally, and maybe in like you know a couple of months we could do like a follow up episode. Yes. Okay, and I we found him. I'll put it on my on my notes like things to do: go to Target. Yeah. Look for father. Yeah. Google dad's name. Yes. Yeah. But one thing you just uh, you had said, which was really interesting too, and I know you kind of you talk about this in your episode too in your podcast, was how it's you know that title father is just kind of almost like a label. He wasn't there in your life, so he's not really your father. Just because his name is on the birth certificate mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? It's like so yeah. I can understand having no emotional connection especially if you've never met this person yes and and, and there's a lot of people who say well then I'm not going to call him my father or I'm not going to call him my dad it it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me to call him my father does that mean that he's my daddy like no you know does that mean that I have this special connection with him no he's just my father that's what his title is right on my birth certificate so so he is just my father and it's not that I'm saying that we're now making that title any less than what it is for mm-hmm. people, for fathers that are there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it, it really is just a title. It, whether you're someone's mother, even if you're someone's mother, it's going to mean nothing unless you're actually being a mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in their life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Actively raising that child. So it's it's kind of interesting that you guys have the perspective of being, you know, the the children that had an absent parent. But then in your episode, you go on to then talk about you both now have your own kids Mm -hmm. and they have an absent parent. How did that let's start with your feelings around that, knowing that you had a parent who is absent and now you've got you know a partner who leaves you with the child and becomes an absent father like did that kind of how did that emotionally affect you our situations are very different um so I will see mine I think that's where you know I always say we feel that not having a father uh that it didn't affect us but it obviously did you know I I had my son at a very young age and we both have children with well we both had children Children. and fathers because my son does have his father in his life now um but so it obviously it did affect us in some way uh my son's father uh we we split up at a very uh when my son was very young so my son was probably um i think it was before his third birthday and then his father was in his life for the first 10 years of his life 
and then decides to leave. Wow. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's also very different. Then decides to leave. Um, and at the same time, I am starting my new life. So I get married um, and I have another baby. Uh, so I think that's also what was helpful with my son. He, he kind of transitioned over into having a new uh, father figure. And so in my son used to tell me before he, you know, he always said, you know, my, my dad is my dad, but, uh, Carlos, which is my husband, he's my parent, you know? So it's, and I think that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yes, he's never going to be his father. He never tried and we weren't trying for that, but he will always be his parent. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing clearly a pretty smart son to be able to differentiate Mm -hmm. that you know at a young age so yeah that's really interesting and so they reconnected um when my son was um he tried to reconnect with him probably when my son was i want to say 16 maybe 17 and it took a year for my son to say okay i'm ready to do this and so he did so he reconnected with his dad um it was probably his senior year of high school and my son's now 26 and, and they, they've had a, a really good relationship since then. Wow. Um, I have no relationship with him because I, I, I see it's so hard. Like to me, I can't imagine leaving my children. So there's no way that I can ever forgive someone for leaving mm. theirs. Even if I ever wanted to reconnect with my father, I would never be able to forgive him for leaving. So I think that's how I feel about my son's father. I don't know that I can ever be past the fact that you left someone that you knew for 10 years, you know, and you were just like, okay, I'm going to go now. And, you know, six years later, reappear into his life. And, and we talk about this too in the episode. Mm-hmm. It normally happens because somebody else is there pushing the subject. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at that time was when his father was getting remarried and he was restarting his family. So I think it was kind of something that he felt he needed to do was reconnect with his kid. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if that, if it didn't happen that way, if, if his father wouldn't have tried to reconnect with him, I don't know that I would have said, Hey, do you want to look for your dad? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Which was easier because you knew where all his family lived. Yeah, yeah. I would have been able to find him. His mom, his, you know, my son's grandma has lived in the same house forever. So I would have been able to find him. <laughs> Um, but I, I didn't feel a need to, but, I, I and luckily he never asked, <laughs> but if he, if he would have asked at some point, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Luckily it didn't, it didn't happen. Didn't. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when your ex decided to kind of come back into his life after that gap, how did that affect you? How did you feel about that? And then did you feel like you had to kind of mentally prepare your son for that, that first kind of, you know, meeting? Yes. So I was still a little upset, I guess. And I think that's how we know when, when it, when the whole thing still gets you upset then it's like, Oh my gosh, like, do I want, what if this happens again? Like, do I want him to go through this again? Um, so I did have to first be okay with it. And then I, I did sit him down. I, but he was at that point, he's now what, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I was comfortable enough to say, sit down. Um, I need to talk to you. Your dad, you know, wants to reconnect with you, but I need to talk to you about your dad. You know, I, I don't know whether he's 
going to stick around. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't know this person anymore. So I also cannot trust you. You know, you're my son. I can't just trust you with this stranger. So, um, so it was a lot of, of sitting with him and talking to him. Yeah. And one of the things, and I think we, we talk about this in the episode as well. I, one of the things I've never done is I've never asked him whether him and his dad have talked about it. Mm. Like, did they at one point sit down and say, hey, let's talk about those six years you were gone? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they have, but I don't, I don't know if they have. Yeah. And you don't ask, you kind of. And I haven't asked, but that's another thing. Okay. Target, grocery shop, <laughs> ask look it. for father. And then I ask. ask, ask <laughs> Well, that's going to be a busy day. I, <laughs> I would take a day off. <laughs> Thank God we did this with recording early in the morning. Right? Yes. You yes. got time for all this. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, Sana, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your experience, um, okay. it's quite different. Yes. Well, I have two children. So I got married at like 27. Um, and I was with this person for four years, no, three years. And then I decided that at 30, I wanted to have a baby. So I have a baby. I have my son. And then he was not quite ready to become a father. He was just kind of like, I want to be with he you. Younger. He was younger than me. Mm-hmm. He, no, at 27, he was not 17. He was like 23, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you make it seem like if I was 27, how old was he? He kind of liked us being together alone. Mm-hmm. But I was getting to 30 and I didn't have mm-hmm. a, a baby, so I wanted a baby. And after that, the relationship becomes very, very toxic. And at my son's two years old and I decide that it's time for us to break up. When we do end the relationship, he, I let him know that he's always able to see his son because I want my son to have that, that mm-hmm. father figure. And um, he doesn't quite get that. <laughs> so he becomes very, yeah, he has issues and, and he's not the best person to talk to. So he leaves. He leaves back to Mexico. That's where he was originally right. from. And that's where he's at right now. He remarries, he has children, and he never contacts my son. Um, he contacts me every year to see if I'll get back with him. Still, really? my son's 12 years old, and he still and does that. Sorry to interrupt, but he's married to someone else? Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and so I let him know that, you know, I, I feel nothing. Like, I, when I end the relationship, it's ended, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but I want him to have something to do with his son. And he always tells me that if he's not with me, then he doesn't have a son. And so I'm like, okay, my daughter um, is six years old. She's going to turn seven. And I do get into another relationship. I do end up uh, becoming pregnant and that relationship doesn't work. Yes, I have issues. Probably those are daddy issues. I don't make these relationships work. And um he leaves, but his this situation was different because I used to work full time. And we had decided early on that he would be the stay at home. Mm-hmm. So since the first day in the hospital when my daughter's born, this man is with her day and night, 24-7 until the time that she's five years old. They're together. They were extremely close. Yes. Extremely close. Like this was 
for sure his baby. Oh, yeah. My daughter, like I, yeah. If yeah. I was gone, she wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My daughter called him mom first. Yeah. Took two years to decide that I was her mom. <laughs> and when we break up, I let him know, you know, the doors are open. You're still a parent. I, I'm not taking that away from you. I've never had an issue with that. But for some reason, he also feels that if he's not with me, then he's not a father. I'm not really sure. I just don't even. But I think he also felt he was done. Like he felt like he was like he did yeah. his job, which is crazy. Yeah. But I think he felt like he did his job and now he's done and he doesn't need to be a father. Yeah. So he, he ends up calling for about six months after he leaves and she talks to him every day. Uh, for those six months and then that's it communication is completely stopped um he's still somewhat financial has this responsibility for Mm -hmm. her but um he just disappears too and (laughs) my daughter both of my children have had a hard time with this my son and i i was reading about it where boys do have a harder time because this is their father. It's a father figure. My son has a really hard time. I think it's probably, I'm going to say it's been a year, maybe, where he has kind of like, he doesn't refer to him as my father. He refers to him by his first name. Like, oh, I don't remember him. I don't remember his voice. I don't remember anything about him. And so if he says, like, do you have a dad? Yes. And then he'll say, Rene lives in Mexico. And, but he had a really, really hard time. Um, and I've always told him, if you want to look for him, when you get to a certain age, then you can, you know, because you have to be ready for whatever comes along with that. I, I've always been honest with both of my kids. I think that was what we did differently than my mom, where we let our children know exactly why the relationship didn't work out, exactly what type of man this was. And like, We've always been, the one thing I've learned from my mom is that I was 100% mother. Whether that man left or not, I was still going to be the same mother, financially and emotionally. And so my, both of my children are aware that these men made this decision to not be part of their life. And my daughter has a hard time because that has only been like two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she still, has, she still has breakdowns where she'll be like, where is he? Like, oh, why can't I talk to him or let's go searching for him? And in that, I feel like if he stopped communication, then he doesn't want to be found. Mm. So I have not looked for him. So you haven't even tried even on social media or? No. And he wasn't a social media person. So I don't, I don't think he was. My son's dad, yes, because he Mm. follows me on social media. Yeah. And so my son has seen his siblings from him, like pictures of his new son and daughter. Right. And so my son will say, I have my sister and two other siblings in my dad's, um, in his side. Yeah, even though he's never met. Never met them. He's seen pictures. Yeah, just seen pictures. And I'm like, you know, you could at one point connect with them. Mm. But I'm a great believer now that... this whole father, sister, daughter, mother, they're labels. If you don't make no connection, there has to be no connection. And I think that's always been kind of my thing where I do, I, I almost more so than wondering 
how what my dad was like i i wonder if i have siblings i know we know we have oh siblings. yeah definitely we have siblings. so so that is that's so weird to me like we have siblings that we don't know that we that don't know about us like that's so weird to me i don't know why but it's just so weird to me so when my son reconnected with his father that was one of my things like you know you because then he uh his father had a baby so i'm like now you have a brother if things do not work out between you and your father, then I do need you to stay connected with your brother. Mm. You know, that's just such a big thing to me. I don't know. Not to why, me. But, yeah, she can care less. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, so the, the brothers and sisters or siblings that you both know that you have that you never met, they've never reached out to you. No, no, but I don't know that they knew. Well, my mm. mom always talked about one son that my father had. And so I, I'm assuming he knew we existed. Yeah. I don't know if the other ones I, would I know. Doubt, I doubt mm. any of them knew we existed. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's fair enough. So what um, kind of inspired you both to share this on your podcast was there like a conversation with someone else who had an absent parent or questions that you got from from other people about you know who's your dad or who's the father of your your children like what kind of inspired you to open up and talk about this um I think it was because of our sister yeah I think it was because she had done um her DNA thing and you know she was asking what she should do like should I you know, look for these people, or should I say yes, you know, I'm really mm-hmm. high, or whatever it is that you can do um, online, and, and I, I told her, yeah, why not, like, what harm can it cause, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, just, you do it, and, if, and then if you want to have nothing to do with them, then just don't go back on that, and I think, know, on that yeah. website. <laughs> we didn't think that it was, like, such a big deal, I think the one thing that we, like I told you, that we learned from my mom, it was, you're, you're a mother, regardless, mm-hmm. and if you're taking care of your kids, oh, wow, you don't have a dad. Like, it wasn't a big deal until she wanted to look. Not to, not to make it. Yeah, I thought it was just like, yeah, my kids don't have a dad and uh, we'll see when they're 18 if they're going to look for them or not. But that's why it becomes hard. I think that's also why it becomes so hard when your children do have a hard time. Yeah. Um, I think I got very fortunate. You know, my, my son was older, so he kind of understood more with what was happening and then at, at the at, and I don't even remember how it happened I don't remember if he just didn't show up one day <laughs> I don't remember how it happened but um but he was he understood um more so what was happening because he was older um mm. and then on top of it there was a lot going on in our lives at the time mm-hmm. thank god it was very busy so much you know I had just gotten married and we had just bought a house I he you know he just had a new sisters yeah. and I just had a baby so there was so much going on that it almost didn't give him that opportunity to 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 sit and say oh man my dad's gone you know wow. yeah so so that was which was you know lucky for me yeah yeah because my yeah. kids yeah they have a hard time but I, I don't know I think I've put it in my head where okay at 18 if you want to go look for these people go ahead or if there's you know more emotionally smart at a younger age then go right ahead but, oh, wow, they're going to be in therapy. That's all I thought. Like, I, I'm not going to go looking for these men that decided to to disappear. I don't, yeah. I don't think I would look, uh, or I don't think I would have looked unless my son would have asked me to. Mm. Um, and, you know, so, again, I'm, I'm really glad that he didn't put me in that yeah. situation. But I, I definitely wouldn't have done it on my own. I would have mm. never said, hey, let me look for this man. Because I feel the same way. Yeah. If he's not looking, 
for his son, then he needs to not be a part of his life. Yeah. Do you have any idea like kind of what changed his mind to come back into his life? Was it just that he was getting married, had another kid and felt like he needed to reach out? Was there anything else? My guess is that he, when he is going to marry this, this now his wife, uh, when my guess is that she, mm. that she probably said, you know, I'm sure she knew he had a son. So I'm yeah. sure she was like, no, you need to, you need to look for your son. It's what I'm, what I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. Um, they did at the time when, when they were looking, um, she was pregnant. So I think that could have been a, a part of it as well. Um, they did not, uh, have that baby. Uh, it, it didn't, uh, she had a miscarriage. And so I think after that, even more so was when mm. it was like, okay, I need to push this. And then, and then they ended up having a baby after that. So. Yeah. Which kind of raises um, an interesting kind of point or question that you, again, both brought up in your episode was like, could you marry someone or be with someone knowing that they have a child out there that they don't see? Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I personally would never be able to do that. I wouldn't either. I, I, I mean, I can't, I, I would have never been able to be with someone with kids, first of all, just because that's just my selfish way of being. But yeah, I, imagine, imagine being with someone that you know left their child. And that's why I'm going to assume that it was his, his wife, because mm. I, I can't imagine being with someone that I know has a kid that they left somewhere out in the world and that they don't do anything about it. Yeah. And being a, a kid... Well, we didn't go through a lot, you know, because we didn't have a dad. But me seeing my kids go through a lot, uh, crying, having all these bad days for that reason, I can't imagine being with a man knowing that he's not taking into consideration that his kids are going through this. And then he just becomes a selfish man. And I could not be with something like someone like that. Yeah, no, that's... I don't think I could either. Um, so, Sana, your kids are still quite young. Yes. Do you and do they ask if they can see their father, and what's your reaction when they do? At or this point, you? my twelve-year-old son, who has five million daddy issues, because <laughs> um, he yeah, does. He is definitely yeah, and 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 I think because he's a boy, mm. and and being raised. And I've, we were not boys. All, all me, my sister, and my other sister, we were yeah, girls so being raised by a, a woman. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if we would have been boys if we would have noticed not having a father. Mm. Him being a boy, he's always looking for that father. Um, so he was. He didn't. He never asked me to to look for him or to give him his phone number or nothing like that. He never really asked, uh, to be honest. He just cried for him or he just said, like, I don't have a dad. I want a dad. And, and then when I got with my daughter's father, that became like his stepdad. Mm. And then that happened where he loses him because he leaves. And to him, it was more his issue, I think, right now is more like all these men leave me. Yeah, because to him it's like when I finally fall because he needs that that love of a man 
he needs to be that buddy. He pictures, he does have those pictures of we would be throwing ball in the park. <laughs> he, he hates sports, <laughs> but he feels that he would love sports if his dad was there. Yes. <laughs> so, so he does need that male companionship. Mm-hmm. Um, so once his, uh, he would call him his stepdad left, he did tell me, mom, like, we're done. We're not getting with no one anymore. And then I respect him. And I think at the rate I'm going, where yeah, I'm staying single (laughs) to college. Um, But he never asked, can I go look for my dad? Mm -hmm. So he did it. Uh, My daughter, yes, because it's, she's barely going to turn seven. It's has barely been two years. Mm -hmm. This man is stuck in her brain. Like she does have memories of him. Yeah. And um, so I would say at least once a week, she'll say, and we moved. So we moved from LA to Hesperia, which is like two hours away. And so she does tell me at least once a week, can we move back? Because Mm -hmm. she thinks if we move back to our old house, he's there. He's waiting for her there. And with her, it's even harder to explain why he's not looking for her. Because I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. He's not looking for her. and it could be that she's young she's young she i don't know that at seven you can comprehend why someone isn't looking for you yeah yeah, yeah. and especially when he had been such a huge part of the first yeah. people don't like believe five it. years yeah. yeah i i always told her yeah i always told her there's no way there's no way he's leaving you because he's not leaving that little girl yeah, yeah. so yeah when it happened it was, it was shocking to all of us it yeah shocking. it was so i don't know with him from from what I've known or from what I've heard, um, he might be with someone. So like the same way we talked about that someone can encourage that person to go looking for his child, mm-hmm. there can also be women that encourage them not to mm-hmm. yeah. because of the this general idea that people always think that if you had children with them, somehow every time you see each other, you're going to have this love connection. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's just cultural, but people are tend to be jealous of the ex uh, yeah. person. Um, but I'm not sure with him. I would one day like to find him and say, what happened? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things she said too, I think what, it would be great to interview the person that left. Yes. Like why? You know, how do you do that? Yeah. And find out that story because I mean, it's, of course, like how can a parent leave their child? It's just mind boggling. But at the same time, you've, you don't necessarily always know what's going on in that person's head. Like, yeah. was there a mental health issue? Did something come up where they just felt like they weren't going to be the best parent and felt like it was better for the child that they were out of their lives? Like, you know, it's, it's almost, um, it would be hard to have compassion, but you might, yeah. you know, you would have to kind of sit down and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Not think about this child is is what I see. We, you know, we we joked about Father's Day. You know, do you do you tell people? Do, do people yeah. tell you Happy Father's Day? Do you say I'm a dad? You know, yeah. or, yeah. or does this just disappear? Do, do yeah. you, does no one mention this. But I think also, and I read, and I do understand it. Like with my son, where this man had been with me for three years without having a child, and he seemed that that was the type of marriage that he wanted to have, just us two. Yeah. That men sometimes 
men or I guess in some cases women do not create this bond with their child. Mm. They're just there for the relationship and then there happens to be a child. Yeah. They don't see it as I'm in love with my child. As maybe as a mother, I know that I'm in love with my children, regardless who their father is. Mm -hmm. But my daughter's dad, I would say that his bond was only <laughs> with yeah. his child. And, um, and he doesn't have any other children. He never had any other children. And he's also my age, you know, he's already 42 years old. So I would think you want to keep in touch with this girl, but he didn't. I think if my daughter gets to a certain age, um, and I've told her, you know, like I told her why we broke up in, in, in ways that she can understand where it's mm -hmm. like, because I want my children to understand that they don't have to stay in a relationship if it's not the right relationship. Yeah. So I do talk to them a lot about that. And I also kind of let her know that the doors are open if he ever wants to look for her, mm -hmm. but for her and me go to go looking for him, it's still going to take a little bit of time because I need yeah. her to be ready for the consequences of him not sticking around. Yeah. I mean, that's the fear is he comes back in for a few months, a year, and then leaves again. And yeah. you go through all that and she again. goes through all that again. And yes. Yes. that would be heartbreaking. Like, yeah. is there an age you think they would be, um, and I don't have kids, so I'm kind of just asking out of curiosity because I don't, um, I, I wouldn't know, that you feel like they may be emotionally ready? Like, is there an age or do you just think it's, you know, each child is different, I guess. Maybe it depends how quickly they mature. I think, I think it child. depends on the child. I think each child is different, but I would definitely say it's it's closer to your teens. I would mm. say in your teens. I don't know that I would do it anytime before them, but I'm also really weird. Like, I, you know, I was a single mom with my son and I had this, you know, rule that yeah. I wouldn't have a, a, a relationship where like a serious relationship until my son was old enough. And mm. so it's just, I, I'm really weird about things. I, you know, I always say like the number doesn't matter, but it kind of does. So yeah, I didn't bring someone else into my life until my son was 10. So it mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, it's just kind of the way I feel. So I don't know that I would have, I would, from for the way I feel for somebody to understand, for a kid to understand, they definitely have to know uh, more. They have to be a little more mature. So yeah. I, I would say 14, 15. I think it depends. Because I, yeah, I think it depends because each child is different. They comprehend things differently. Um, right now, the way my son, who is 12, he's too, um, I mean, he's not going to hear this episode. He's too needy. Mm. <laughs> so because he needs, and I can see it because the way he is with my brother, just him being a guy and him being like, oh my God, I want to be so close to my uncle because he's a guy. Um, He's too needy to then bring back his dad and his dad, from what I've heard or have spoken to him, has not changed. Um, then I don't know if I want my son to have that type of man in his life. Mm. And not only that, I think they have to be emotionally ready. And I, and I had a friend who uh, her daughter's father was in, in her life, her entire life, just the same way like he left when uh, she was pregnant. So mm. just like us, where she had no clue where her dad was, no. didn't know what to picture. And her daughter was about, I want to say 15, 16, when she finally said like, no, I, I want to look for him. And she okayed it. She said, okay, let's look. And they did. And when they found him, he said, I, I want nothing to do with you. Wow. 
And so you have to be emotionally yeah. ready for that. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be harder than having someone in your life for, you know, a year. And then it has to be like, yeah. like if we were to look for a father now, it would be so not emotionally attached yes. that we're just looking for him for our curiosity, yeah. for our knowledge, yeah. but no emotional relationship is expected of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore yeah. my kids would have to be 43 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to look for their father. <laughs> I know I was I was gonna say you'd have to take all computers and devices off them, right? And make sure they don't have access. Yeah. Well he's not allowed to have like no social media till like (laughs) fifteen. So that will work. And then he'll start Googling. I mean, and that's possible. And that's kind of slightly frightening that, you know, without your permission or even without a conversation with you, you know, or any parent, a kid could, a 13 year old, because I think you have to be 13, right? For for Facebook, at least. I don't know about the other social media platforms, but some of these kids probably like, yeah. But I think you just like check a button or you put in your date of birth. So you totally could just make it up, right? Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know how they check, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they could just go and start searching and, and send a message and you wouldn't well, even know. Yeah, scary. I always tell him that I, I look at his phone every day, which I don't, mm-hmm. but I do. <laughs> I tell him, you know that I check your phone every day. And it's like, hopefully that will stop yeah. him for a while <laughs> until he learns how to delete. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Once um, the sad reality is once they discover porn, they will discover how to delete yes. stuff, right? They don't and I always tell him because of porn. I'm like, yeah. you know, I look through those hidden cookies or whatever, yeah. <laughs> the browser. <laughs> I know how to do that. <laughs> You have to learn how to look at it like me through the incognito. <laughs> yeah, just don't teach him. About no, I don't. It. I haven't told him. I'm just thinking it. And yeah, I guess that's what a lot of, you know, single parents who have kids in this day and age are going to have to face the fact that their social media, it's so easy for oh, yeah. a kid, a teen just to go on and start looking without, you know, their, their parent who is there and has raised them, you know, being able to really do anything about it. Um, what kind of advice would you guys give to a single parent who, you know, either their kid wants to look for the absent parent or the absent parent has kind of attempted to come back into their life? Um, I would say if, if the kid wants to look for their absent parent, just be, make sure they're emotionally ready. Um, and not only make sure that they're emotionally ready, but make sure you are emotionally ready. Yeah. Because one of one of the things uh, for for me at least is that there was no emotion attached to it to to me and uh, my son's father. Like our relationship had been long gone, so there was that what that type of emotion wasn't attached. I was still angry, but it wasn't in that way. So if you are, and, and we know people that, gosh, 20 years oh, yeah. later are still emotionally love-wise attached to this other person, yeah. then don't do it. You're, you're doing a disservice to your child. Mm. And, and, and I think that's key. If, if it's the, these parents that do also feel, yes, if he comes back, and I think my mom in some way thought that too. If, if he comes back to my kids, he's going to come back to me. Mm. and that needs to be 
you need to be able to separate those two. Yeah, I and think if you that. can't, don't allow your kid to look then. Because yeah. guess what? It's not your kid that's looking. It's you that's looking. Yeah. You have those hopes. Yeah. So I, I would definitely say if that's what's going on, you're not ready. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think once your child... Every kid is different and you know your kid better than anybody. So just kind of pay attention to how emotionally stable he is or she is before you let them look for their fathers. I agree with you. It's not, it's like I was, I'm not attached to their fathers mm -hmm. emotionally in any way. So therefore, if they look for them, it's only them. I'm not, you're, you want your kids to understand that it's not mom and dad. I'm sorry, getting back been, together. Yeah, that had been like long gone. And my, my son never even had that in his head. So it was mm -hmm. okay. And my daughter does. Yeah, she thinks that. She yeah. Together. yeah. So my she does that. It, it's more so like your son, where they, they yeah. don't even remember together. <clears throat> yeah. So, so that was, yeah, it was, that wasn't a, a question. The, the other thing that I would say that if, if the absent parent is the one looking and you want to okay that, make sure that you're okay with it. And I, I, I did make sure that I was okay with it. And, I, and make sure your child is okay with it. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing too. I told my son, if you tell me today that you don't want to be a part of his life, that's okay. Yeah, don't force you it. You don't have to be a part of his life. And I think him knowing that was that comfort. I don't have to, I don't have, to have a relationship because he's my father. Yeah. You call the shots now. You know, he chose to leave, so now you call the shots. If you say, no, I don't want to see you, then that's it. All you have to say, no, I don't want to see you. And when it did happen, my son was under 18. So when it did happen, then it was like, okay, this is going to happen, mm -hmm. but under my rules. Mm. And, you know, and now, of course, now he's older, so he can yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but at that time, it was under my rules. You can see him when I say you can see him. And they have a great relationship. And they do have a great relationship now. It, it, it took, I think it took a few years. Yeah. Um, but now they do. They do have a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And what about kind of like the, the legal aspect? I don't know in the States if it varies from uh, state to state. Like, you know, I know in Canada, like, I guess I don't know the ins and outs because again, I'm not a parent and I've not experienced this, but there is supposed to be some like responsibility for that absent parent up until that child is a certain age or they have to see them or there has to be some sort of like 50, 50 agreement. <coughs> um, was that something you kind of never argued and just let be? We were talking about that this morning. Child support. That you say that. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I always had full custody of my son. Uh, my my son. Uh, I was a single mom from the age of he was probably what two. So I, I've always had full custody legally mm -hmm. of my son. Um, so that wasn't a problem, and he was okay with it. And I think that's what we were talking yeah. about. The reason that it worked out that way was because he wasn't fighting me. He wasn't saying, no, yeah. I want 50-50. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, that wasn't a problem. Uh, yeah. Financially, yes. He, even when he left, uh, that was, that's how I knew he was alive. <laughs> was yeah. He mm. still had to pay up Provide. Um, his child support every, you know, every month or whatever. Yeah. So he, um, he did do that. Yeah. No, um, in my case, well, I was married. I was legally married to my son's dad. Therefore, that gives him 50% mm -hmm. right 
to his child. Like, I I'm was sorry. not legally married. I was so. so I put that out there. He could go to school and pick him up, and no mm-hmm. one can fight him about it. But yeah. at, first of all, he's not in the country. Second of all, I don't think he's that smart or wants <laughs> to do that. So, so he didn't do it. Um, and then my daughter's dad, we were not legally married, but he does have uh, a right, you know, because I don't have just sole custody. I haven't fought for sole custody. I don't mm-hmm. have it written down. If he wanted to, he could just see her um, mm-hmm. without me knowing. Um, financially, I don't believe, I don't believe that I need to, I don't, I'm not going to fight you for child support. I know that it is your responsibility. You should take care of your kids. But you know, if you don't want to, I'm not going to be in court and trying to fight it all the time. And I think that's another thing. I'm still going to feed them. (laughs) I think that's yeah. Not from my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like my kid is my kid. I provided for him his entire life. I don't need anybody else to help me mm-hmm. when, uh, when we, when I, his father was giving me child support. I know at one point they had to revisit the case because it had been a, a long time. So we did have to go into court and, um, and they did ask me like, well, what do you need? I don't need anything mm-hmm. that very clear to them. All I want is for him to have a reminder every month or every two weeks, whenever they garnish his wages, a reminder that he created a child. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I need. And he actually, like I, I, I told them, he, I, I want him to pay the minimum because we're also very proud. Yes. Yes. Be that way, but we are. So I didn't want him to ever throw in my face like, oh, I helped you raise, you know, our son. No, nope. no, nope, you didn't. You know, so yes. just, you know, it was strictly, to me, it was just strictly a reminder. Yeah. Yeah, and because just in case he died, I also did would think of that. Put him just in, in social case, security. Yeah, just in case if he died, then you know my son would at least get his. Mm. You know, yeah, his <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I think and I mean, men do need to be reminded of it. They do need to be yeah. reminded that they also created this life, and they therefore they are responsible or take responsibility to not create other lives. Yeah, yeah. But, should throw that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah he my, was my son's. Uh, dad was very responsible and we were very young yeah and he did not have any more kids until now that he got mm-hmm. yeah. he kind of learned his lesson by the sounds yeah. of it yeah. yes yeah <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this um because i know these types of topics are very personal so i think you've definitely done you know parents out there a service by sharing your experience so thank you again and thanks for agreeing to be on on the show and i'll definitely share links to your podcast and to the episode that we were we were referring to so yeah thank you so much ladies thank you thank you for having us Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Now make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Sisters with a Y. You'll also find them on Twitter and Instagram at Sisters with a Y. It's real easy. If you enjoyed this conversation or you have any comments or questions, you're welcome to head over to our website, which is uncomfortable.blog. Go to the episode page and enter in your comments. Or you'll find us on social media where you can also comment. We are on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. 
If you would like to support this little podcast, I would really appreciate it. You can head over to our Patreon account, sign up to support us on a monthly basis, anything from a couple of dollars to $5 per month. And then that way we can keep having these uncomfortable conversations. For more information, head to uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out there and get uncomfortable.